See, this is me. Boba Fett. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Chiss Ascendancy Podcast. If you have been tuning in and keeping up with 30 Days of Boba Fett, we are on day six. Eventually, I'm going to run out of these things. Uh, so today, it's a very short and sweet and to-the-point episode, but I just wanted to expound upon the simple and uh, commonly known fact that Boba Fett is the greatest bounty hunter of all time that the galaxy has ever known. Listen, it's not that big of a deal. We interrupt this, whatever this is, to tell you the truth about bounty hunting in the galaxy far, far away. The truth of the matter is, Boba's second best. And that's being generous. I rescued that little elf when he was just a boy. Me and Orsing were like parents to him. And here we are, years later, hunting down the Jedi and the clone troopers to try to make Boba feel better about himself. He was so little. And then he grows up, gets too big for his scales, and turns on us. We form Great Claw with Dingar. But that only lasts so long. For the time of the Empire, we were no longer working together. He beat me down solo, and then even grant me the joy of skinning that Wookiee alive. Then Crimson Dawn stole Chewbacca, I mean Han Solo from Boba Fett. Jabba then put a bounty so big on Boba's head no one could resist. When I hunted him down, he blew my arms off and left me for dead on a meteorite planet. Me being cold-blooded, don't you think that did something to me? I'll tell you this, if I ever get my claws on Boba again, it won't be too soon. Okay, I don't know what that was. Uh, clearly, as you saw, I was talking about how Boba's the greatest bounty hunter of all time. And uh, Bosk himself shows up, so that was pretty neat. Um, if you like my Bosk impersonation, I'm accepting donations. It would be cool to do it full time. If you didn't like it, I cannot say that I blame you. It's, it's, a, it's a tough one. But... Uh, I think that uh, it would be funny to do a little boss impersonation uh, taking over the show, and uh, that's why today's episode of 30 Days of Boba Fett is second best, because uh, from Legends to Canon, Boss and Boba Fett are always uh, running and gunning against one another, one and two. Um, even in the uh, unfinished uh, Clone Wars episodes where it's Cad Bane versus Boba Fett, you see the moment where Bosk says, I say we give the kid his shot. So he's always kind of had a a big uh, say in the matter of things. And in Legends, he become, Bosk becomes the head of the Bounty Hunters Guild by killing and eating his father, Kratosk. And in canon, you see he and Boba Fett and Dengar form a, uh, a triumvirate of Bounty Hunters called Crate's Claw, which I think is super cool. 
kind of hard not to focus on Darth Crate when you say stuff like that, but uh, it's a pretty neat little group that they've got there, but by the time of Empire Strikes Back, Boba Fett feels like uh, he's better just working solo, no pun intended, uh, which is so interesting to see him working with Finnick Shand now, that book of Boba Fett's coming out. Uh, but between besting Cad Bane, which I assume is going to be canonized at some point if it's not already considered canon, uh, growing out of that uh, that shadow of Jango Fett, capturing Han Solo, uh, then I'm sure later this 30 days we'll go through the whole retrieval of Han Solo from Crimson Dawn and all of those things that have happened in the Marvel comics. Uh, just time and time again, he proves that he's the best. He gets the better of Bosk, as uh, my counterpart earlier this episode told you about. Um, blows Bosk's arms clean off, ties him to a rock, and leaves him for dead uh, on a meteorite, which obviously Bosk being a Trandoshan, being a reptilian, is uh, super deadly for him. And did not think twice about it because Bosk started it. Uh, then later on, you've got moments with Dengar and uh, Valance and some of those characters that he gets the better of. Um, it's just time after time after time, uh, there's not really anybody that gets the better of Boba Fett. Uh, I think one of the reasons that he is, um, to me, one of the reasons he's the best is A, the Mandalorian armor is a cool thing. The mystique around him, uh, the, characters, uh, the, the characteristics that he has where... You feel like you know him, but you're not sure. Um, when you have that mystique, it's kind of like uh, if you want to use the gold standard versus the dollar bill, where uh, the more you let people know about you, the more you know of a, of a loudmouth you are or a bragger you are, people feel like they know you already. So when you try to take someone into your corner, they automatically assume that you're going to turn on them. But we've seen a few times in Legends and Canon where Boba Fett, his mystique allows him to open up just a bit to gain someone's confidence, whether he really needs their help or if it's just a ploy, uh, similar to what we talked about yesterday uh, with Dengar, where he opens up a bit, gets Dengar's trust, and then turns him over to Jabba the Hutt uh, for his betrayal. And so things like that, I think, really stand out. I think that his uh, his tactics are really great. I, I don't think that he's on a tactician's level like someone like Grand Admiral Thrawn, who's 12 uh, steps ahead of you. But I think that he is smart enough, and I think that that, combined with the the armory that he's got and the physical prowess, um, it's just a perfect triangle of brains and brawn. Uh, you know, you've got characters from uh, other universes like Avatar Last Airbender when they have the fake wrestling thing going on where you meet Toph, and you have a character like the Boulder or the Hippo who there's these super strong dudes, but, you know, they're all air upstairs. And, uh, and then you've got characters who are super smart, uh, but don't have the physical prowess and things like that. Obviously someone, you know, like a Sith Lord, like Palpatine, it's not really fair because of the dark side of the force, but for not having the force for just being, you know, uh, especially coming from someone who I'm sure it's been brought up a million times. Oh, you're just a clone. Um, I think that he's overcome the odds and I think that he doesn't really need anybody to help him. And so, uh, going directly against the title of this episode, uh, Boba Fett is the greatest bounty hunter. And uh, that includes Din Djarin, Cad Bane, Jango Fett. If you disagree, sound off in the comments and I'll shoot you down. But uh, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Chiss Ascendancy. This has been day six of 30 Days of Boba Fett. I hope you enjoyed it. And thank you once again for tuning in to the Chiss Ascendancy. Have a good one.